You're listening to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. You've read the stories of the drivers and others involved in the sport that we all love. Now hear their stories firsthand via our all-new podcast to find out how their passion for motorsports has made life worth living. Do you like your new microphone? Um, I can't decide. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, looking it's, at... It's weird. <laughs> it's, it's half the size of your face. It is. I think it's most of the size of my face. I mean, but you know, here at Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com, we strive to improve equipment. <laughs> is this your improvement? <laughs> okay. So for those that can't see, which is everybody, <laughs> and, and don't know, what I did was I went and I got a windscreen for... Uh, Ellen's microphone, but the only thing I could find was a piece of pipe foam. <laughs> it's what it looks like, a piece of foam. <laughs> which a giant if, piece of foam. If you've ever seen pipe insulation foam, imagine putting a three-foot afro on top of your head. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it looks like. It's an afro on the that's, microphone. That's what I've done to Ellen's microphone. But, <laughs> I feel you like know, I have an afro in my face. <laughs> but look at how beautiful you sound. Uh, I don't think I sound beautiful, but okay. <laughs> look at Just look at that. Look how beautiful that smells. So, <laughs> smells. <laughs> welcome back to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. Um, our recent guests, Jim oh and Mike gosh. Ring, the Ring Brothers. I still want that VW. I want yes, yes. And the RV. I want the RV. I want I the RV want for the sure. RV. I actually had to show that to a friend of mine recently. She wants to restore an RV, and I was like, "You need to just go get this one." <laughs> Let me tell you, that thing is so beautiful. And uh, I, I stopped following them on social media. Why? Well, but then I came back because it's like an addiction. Oh, yeah. They have these gorgeous vehicles that they've refurbished and rebuilt and they put out there on Instagram and you just take a look at them and you go, what the... And I wish I could afford all of them. <laughs> we, you know, before we came on, we were talking about the Manning brothers. <laughs> yeah, we have to talk football every show. Sorry, And <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning's ginormous head. Um, I don't know if his head would fit in some of those custom mods. Oh, probably not. No. <laughs> It'd stick out the top. They'd have to have a... They'd have to, you'd have to have like a bubble, like like a little satellite <laughs> dome or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you tell him. <laughs> With that giant They can create head. it, though. Jim and Mike Ringer are some talented guys i've definitely can create a little bubble head yeah we well, you know and we want to thank you guys jim and mike thank you guys so much for joining us last time uh you guys do make some of the coolest rides we've ever seen congratulations on your sema win well deserved i know it's not the only one um i can't believe you are a packers fan and a patriots fan <laughs> i wasn't gonna bring that up ellen but now it's eating me up. Well, I was a Chicago fan when I was five, but, you know, that's when they were actually good. She comes in here, and we're talking about Danica Patrick, and she goes, well, you know, she's dating Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, no, she's dating she's some... dating Aaron Rodgers for over a year, man. How'd you miss this? I don't pay attention to Aaron Rodgers or Danica Patrick, <laughs> which is why. But on top of that, she turns around and goes, but yeah, and I'm a Green Bay fan. That's why I hated why they did so bad this year. Because they got the Danica curse. <laughs> Sorry for all you Danica fans out there. And I lost She's it. She's a curse. I lost it. I am <laughs> I am I am offended and appalled. And I feel like my soul has been stabbed with a hot poker. You're just mad because Green Bay's better in Chicago and they're in the same <laughs> Who isn't better? I think I think Cincinnati's Tampa Bay, not in Chicago. Tampa Bay, and Cincinnati are probably the only two teams that are Cleveland. worse. Than it. We're coming back. We're coming back. Uh, but speaking of on the comeback. 
Our guest today, Jeb Burton. Yeah, we're back. We're actually going to go back to racing. Yes, we know we spend a lot of time on the automotive side, but yeah. I mean, everybody that's a motorsport fan, I can't talk today, y'all. Anybody <laughs> who's a motorsports fan is also an automotive fan, right? I mean, they are cars. I mean, so. We, we talk a lot about, you know, off track. We talk a lot about, you know, some of the folks. We, we've had some fantastic guests uh, that, that you've brought up to the table that are doing fan- phenomenal things out there outside of racing. Mm-hmm. They're motivational. Uh, I mean, we've had Valerie Thompson. I mean, we've had some phenomenal bike, dirt, off. I mean, phenomenal racers. Every now and then, we got to give a little tip of the hat to the stock cars. Yes, we do. And we've left NASCAR out a lot, so it's time to go back to that. It's 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 time to dip our toe back in the water. It is. And actually, we're not only talking to uh, a Burton, yeah. who, um, you know, the Burton name has been known in NASCAR for several years, mm-hmm. but we're also talking to a family member of Chris's. So That's I'm right. hoping to find out some hidden secrets about Chris. No, you won't. <laughs> M- mainly because of the gag order for most of the population of South Boston. They, um, because of that missing El Camino incident back in 92, they can't really... Talk about you? Uh, from what I understand, <laughs> ongoing investigation is the only term that keeps being thrown around. Uh, <laughs> and I keep telling them, if you let me tell my side of the story, let me back in South Boston, maybe we could clear this up. But, you know, nope. nope. Why, they, why would they... The El Camino's probably sitting in a junkyard by now. <laughs> they just want to talk about the moonshine and the El Camino. And I'm like, look, when in Rome... That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. But no, I am excited. I got a chance to connect up with Jeb again while we were down in Daytona. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, hey, man, we got to have you on the podcast. We'd love to talk to you about, you know, what you've learned. Um, you know, we're going to get Ward at some time, too. But he's so busy right now. I think he's busier now than he was when he was in NASCAR. And Jeb is extremely busy. Mm-hmm. He's got so much stuff going on. I was like, it, it, it was blown. I was blown away by the calendar that he sent me. And he was like, Hey man, can we do this time? Can we do this time? Can we do this time? Because he's just got so much going on. And I don't think we think about the schedule that the drivers have and how hard it is in NASCAR. Especially these days. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just to drive. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonder with the way they have to find their sponsors these days and that kind of thing that they even have time to drive. And you know what? Jeb doesn't have any pressure on him. You know, he's only racing for junior motorsports driving the (gasps) junior car. Exactly. So it's like, Oh crap. I was like, dude, what? He goes, yeah, no pressure, right? And I'm like, mm. yeah, especially at Daytona. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna be pulling for you there, bruh. And but. I'm excited that he's gonna tell us a little bit about not only you know where the state of NASCAR is and and his role in the state of NASCAR, but also we're gonna d- dive into a little bit of the safety issues. We know everybody's had that on their mind. I mean, hmm. writing a little bit about what happened to Ryan Newman in Daytona, and although it was sort of a shock, I didn't see it as a complete shock as far as as the wreck itself. Um, if you've brought, I really can't talk. It's because of that uh, new microphone. Look yes, at it. Uh, it's like talking to an afro. It's look at it. <laughs> Don't want to look at it. Um, anybody who's you know watched the Daytona 500 at least the last you know seven or eight years, that kind of wreck happens almost every year. Yeah, all the time. And it's it was no shock to me to know that that kind of wreck happened. Um, but it was a fearful thing to see, you know, 
not knowing, you know, and not see the the curtains come up, similar to right. what we saw with Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. And and the not knowing for several you several know, days. Several, well, several hours. We did get to know something, you know, the fact that he was breathing and alive yeah. within a few hours, but not knowing and and being left there to wonder and that is a scary thing. So I'm excited that we're going to get to talk to uh, Jeb a little bit about how that all went down, you mm-hmm. know, some of the safety issues and how Ryan was able to walk away. Yeah, somebody who's in those vehicles. And Jeb's raced at all the levels. So yes. he knows what the safety features are on those vehicles. He's, he, he knows what happens when you get into those races he's exactly. been in. Um, he wrecked Saturday. Yeah. So, you know, just having the insider's perspective, because when I see it, I saw it as a fan. Exactly. I was like, oh, dear God. We all did. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, what is, is he OK? And then you find out a couple of days later, he walked out of the hospital with his kids. Yeah. That was amazing. So what they've done over the years to make sure that that happens, uh, I really want to get a driver's perspective yeah. on what's that like. Yeah. So it'll be glad. I'll be glad to have my buddy Jab on. Uh, plus, he's got a lot of stuff going on with outdoors, hunting and fishing. And he's got his own thing going there. He's even got his wife involved in it. I understand he may and even have. And his daddy. Yeah, that's right. And his daddy. Sorry, I, I, I'm a big fan of his daddies. I'm a big fan of Ward, too. Well, you grew up with him. I didn't yeah. get to. I mean, you I know, didn't get to hear him talk all the time. Well, I mean, well, I saw him on TV, and I thought it was funny. You just got to go to any area in South Boston, and <laughs> you're going to get that delicious that delicious accent. I mean, it's just one of the best things on the planet when you think about it. When you hear it, you just want to go back. You just want a plate of good old ribs, beans, and cornbread, and... Fried catfish. Come on. Now. Oh, you got me thinking. Oh. All right. So I'm going to go get me a plate from the Dario. The Dairy Dale over there in Riverdale. Sorry, trying to sound like one. <laughs> see, now. now, now How did you not get the accent? Now I, I want either a. I want a parfait from the Dairy Dale or I want some pizza from Ziggy's. That's what I'm wanting right about now. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a break. talking rice and not food. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, my buddy Jeb Burton will be joining us right here on Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. Hang on. Attention racers, race fans, and gearheads. If you're looking to buy, sell, or trade the stuff that stokes your engine, then check out RacingJunk.com. RacingJunk.com is the world's number one online racing and performance classifieds where you'll find what you need to rock your ride. Check us out at RacingJunk.com. Racing and Performance Classifieds, built to go fast. So welcome back to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. I got uh, my, my Blue Comet brethren. Blue Comet brethren? Blue Com- well, well, yeah, you know, when you go to Halifax County High School, they're the Blue Comets. Or as, oh, as I call them okay. when I was there, the Blue Vomits. You know. <laughs> Jed, Jed's a little bit younger than me, maybe by bit. just a couple years. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. But uh, family member. Hometown member Jeb Burton. Jeb, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on here. Absolutely. Now, uh, I got a chance to run into you at uh, Daytona, uh, but but I didn't get a chance to talk to you uh, after Saturday. So, won't you tell me a little bit about how Saturday went? Yeah, yeah. So Saturday uh, started off really well. We qualified fourth and uh, we won the first stage of the race. So that was really exciting. Um, then the next stage, the second stage, we finished third and um, led a bunch of laps. And in the last stage, we led um, a lot of laps and was sitting right there in the catbird seat to 
uh, probably win the race. And um, with five laps to go, I got turned going down the back straightaway and got caught up in a wreck. So it really was heartbreaking because we had a perfect race going on and just got bump draft the wrong way and um, just sent me sent me and caused a big wreck. So it definitely uh, definitely wasn't what we want it uh, especially with ls tractors being on the car so um you know that was frustrating but was still all in all a good day for us um you know just some things you can control and some things you can't and mm-hmm. you know that was one of the things that that happens at speedway race now obviously i was uh i was down in the red premium with the rv in the pits and i was pulling out you were still leading as a matter of fact when i left uh i saw your wife and I, I could tell she was she was a little stressed out <laughs> when I was, so a is she okay and then uh, B what smug some of my bitch spun you out so you know it just for Brandy's side of things she was just worried about you know about my safety and if, if I was okay and then mm-hmm. you know it just uh, like I said the the bump drafting just i got austin Cindric hit me the wrong way and and it uh it just sent me he didn't he didn't mean to do it but mm-hmm. at the same time you got to know when to hit and when when you can't and that was one of the positions that i was in with uh the guys checking up in front of me i had to check up a little bit and then i got hit you know five mile an hour faster than than i was going and it just sent me out of control so mm-hmm. just uh so that was frustrating but like i said that's just part of it so what you're saying is you don't want me to, to to swing on down and give him a South Boston whooping. You want me to leave him? Ar- you want me to leave him alone? It's Daytona, Chris. <laughs> look, offense, but look, it's Daytona. Yeah, but I mean, we, we're talking about friend and family here, and he's gonna get wrecked again. No offense, Jeb. You know, it's well, I know it's him. gonna happen, but still, you can't beat up everybody. They, they can't be touching my boys like that, Ellen. <laughs> These guys well, are if it would have been any other racetrack um, and I would have had that got done to me, it would have been a uh, little different scenario yeah. uh, mm-hmm. after the, but, uh, you know, me and Austin are friends and, mm-hmm. and he, I knew he truly didn't mean to do it. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're all good. Good. Yeah. And, 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 you know, one of the things that uh, we wanted to talk about is now, obviously the, the vehicle that you were in in that race, talk to me a little bit about some of the safety precautions that are taken, you know, talk a little bit about the halo, you know, t- tell me about how safe those vehicles actually are yeah i mean they they uh they're pretty safe you know we have i wear a hans device and just like a bunch of drivers we wear the hans device and that allows you know our neck not to move but so far forward on an impact and then you know the seats have came a long way and then and then also the seat belt mm-hmm. and uh you know we're, we're pretty strapped in there pretty good but you know, some of the things that, that you can't help is, is your head. Um, you know, when you hit the, the, the seat, um, your, your brain's still moving inside mm-hmm. inside your skull. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still get uh, concussions and, and things like that. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, obviously knocked Ryan out. Our bodies can only take, you know, such a such an impact um, against, against the wall. And uh, they are softer walls, but... They, uh, the wall is still concrete. It, it just moves 
a little bit and it has a little give so it helps with some of the the g's on the impact so nascar is doing a really good job trying to you know figure out ways to make the car safer um and and come up with more safety features that we have inside these these cars but for the most part um they're they're really safe and uh we take for granted we take for granted what we do every week because you don't see many people getting hurt anymore hurt anymore but Mm -hmm. you know after it's it, like I said. It's only it's only so much safety stuff you can do when you're going 200 miles an hour, and uh, you know sometimes people are still going to get hurt. Yeah. Now, now obviously you've driven uh, you know pretty much all levels of the NASCAR races, trucks, the cars, everything. Uh, are those safety measures and those precautions are they the same level uh, at each one of those levels? They they are. Um, you know, for trucks trucks and Xfinity and, and Cup, you know, we, we all have pretty much the same uh, same safety features. So NASCAR really makes sure, you know, our belts and seats and helmets and all that kind of stuff um, are up to date. So they keep an eye on that stuff and they check it every weekend. So uh, it's really no excuse for, for anything silly silly to happen um, to someone if they've taken the right precautions. Yeah. Now, you came up the racing ladder behind your dad, and, you know, and for those who don't know, because let's face it, not everybody listening, we have some younger audience, probably even knows who Ward Burton is, because that's how old we are. And we all, <laughs> I do, because I watched Ward Race. <laughs> um, so, do you feel that the safety has improved quite a bit since your dad raced? Do, do, do you all talk about some of the accidents that you've been in versus the ones that he was in, and, and how he was able to manage to survive some of the crashes that he was in versus what you've been through these days for sure things are a lot different um the seats are, are way different um you know the hans wasn't around then uh the helmets are better uh the things inside the race cars i mean the walls everything is different um and and safer now but uh you know dad's told me many a times that He's had impacts and uh, been dizzy for a week and not been right. Mm. Um, and, you know, we take precautions now. After every incident, we have to go through a percussion, um, concussion protocol. And, uh, you know, back then, they didn't they didn't really do that kind of stuff. Um, so we have things in place now. When, when, we, when we have an impact, we have to do different tests and stuff like that. Um, and if, if our head's banged up a little bit, they'll know it because we'll be off on our baseline test. So those are some of the things now that we do compared to when he raced that, that they didn't do. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they had uh, many safety precautions at all. No, not this time. I actually remember uh, Ward and I did a fishing show at the Greensboro Coliseum. This is back in, gosh, the mid-90s, early 90s. And um, he was there with uh, one of the bass boat manufacturers. And uh, it was, I think it was two weeks after he had had a wreck. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember him having to leave a few times because he was still having headaches from it. And mm-hmm. even back then, I was thinking, my God, why aren't they doing something, mm-hmm. you know, better for these guys? Well, it takes someone developing, I feel like, a lot of the equipment that is needed. I mean, you see the same thing in a lot of other sports, and there's not always the equipment available 
to do anything. Right. I mean, look at the way football was back in the 80s versus the way it is today. Yeah. You know, the helmets back then, they were practically nothing. Yeah. Now, Ward, speaking of, is there anything that, that you know, maybe, or a jab, you know, speaking of, is there anything that Ward <laughs> had? Ward. Yeah. Is there anything Ward had back then that he's mentioned to you that he'd be like, man, I wish we still had that today? Uh, well, this isn't a safety feature. He just wishes the cars were um, a little different just because now it's so technology-driven. You know, the big big teams are the only ones that can compete. I mean, Dad yeah. Dad show up in a, a old bread truck with uh, a small team and be able to go win Xfinity race. Mm-hmm. So uh, those days are long gone. Um, and you even see it in short track racing. If you, if you don't have the right equipment, you're not going to – you're not going to uh, just drive up through that and, and make it happen. So those are some of the things that he wishes were different. Yeah, I've, I've heard from many people the, the, the R&D, the R&D. Um, I mean, obviously, you're with a fantastic motor team. You've been with fantastic motor teams. Um, how different is that research and development from team to team? It, it's tremendous. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky to be at Junior Motorsports. Um, you know, they have it, it all. It all comes from having good people and, and having the resources and the funding to to have that technology. And um, you know, I'm lucky to be at a team that that has great people and technology. And um, we're we're going to win races, so I'm, I'm lucky to have that. But I've been on the other side of the fence where I didn't have that. And 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 like I said, you just. Uh, you got to do the best you can, but you know it's a different race. You're not going to win the race if you're if if you're with the team that doesn't have that technology. You're going to win your race. You're going to beat the guys that you're racing against. Um, and you see it. One thing that what I have noticed is the Cup Series now with this new rules package. It's kind of even the playing field out a little bit. It's you see the smaller teams running better now. Um, so I think NASCAR's done a good job with that. I mean. You, you see these smaller teams competing and finishing the top 15 where, you know, when I raced Cup in 2015, there was no way you could do that every week. Um, and now, you know, these guys are doing it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings up a good point. Something I've seen since I was into NASCAR back, you know, when your dad raced and went you know, the early 90s and that kind of thing. It seems over the last maybe 10 years, things have kind of fallen off, fan base has fallen off, that kind of thing. Do you feel like that's due to the lack of competition because of the teams that have racing development or R&D versus you know, those who don't or don't have quite the technology that some other teams do or have the cars? Like, you know, the Cup Series is generally Hendrick or, you know, it's the, the Xfinity Series. A lot of times it's still Hendrick or Junior Motorsports or those who are working with RC are do you feel like the competition is falling off or getting better you know i when i when i go back and i look at these 2000 races there was um you know for example like dad won new hampshire well the grandstands were packed and dad won by straight away so um so you know i think one thing technology has hurt all sports you can watch it on your phone um you can watch internet you can do however you want to do it and, and keep up with everything and i think that's one thing that 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 hurt all sports and then i think nascar has done a really good job uh 
making things different and creating ideas to get young fans back in the sport and going to short tracks and mm -hmm. the tracks are doing a good job creating ways to get people back to the track so i think nascar is in a really good spot right now you see the tv ratings going back up you know daytona 500 was sold out there's a lot of people in vegas last week i, I think um the sport's kind of back on the rise right now to be honest and it's it's exciting to see Speaking of, you have such a fantastic upbringing, such a fantastic family. What was it like watching as a kid, seeing you know, seeing your family members go around the track, not only seeing the victories and the successes, but the challenges, and then what made you say, I want to grow into that? Well, you know, I, I was really lucky to, 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 to have the, still have the family that I do today. But, you know, for me growing up around the sport, you know, I kind of knew the ins and outs of it. And, um, you know, I remember the first time me and dad went to the late model track. You know, he told me right then, he said, you either got it or you don't. And if you don't, then, you know, this is something that that you just aren't gonna be able to do. So dad got in the car and ran, and then I got in the car and ran. I was only two tenths off of him my first time being in a, a car, and he knew right then that that I could do it. And then that's when we that's when we proceeded to to start going after it. And um, you know, it was just something that came natural to me, and and um, I was fast right from the get go, and and you know, it was something that I enjoyed, and I, I've always been really competitive even from you know a very young age playing soccer to football to baseball yeah. basketball i always was playing sports and um you know it's just the racing side was what i grew up around and and uh was pretty good at and and tried to make it a career and it's been a it's been a tough road to get to the point that i am now but you know things are on the upside for us and we got some good momentum good partners behind me and um you know i feel like in the next couple of years we've got some great things to come Oh, you absolutely have some great things to come. And you've had great things. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned coming up, not only from that upbringing, but the challenges you face yourself? So I think for me, it's just um, what's so different from when dad raced was uh, the sponsorship side of it. It's been really tough. You know, I've got some people helping me, but 90%, 95% of everything that, that I do, I'm doing myself and, and, and making happen and, and um, creating opportunities and business to business opportunities for, for my partners and uh, trying trying to put it all together and make it happen. And um, State Water Heater has been with me for, for over 10 years now, uh, supporting me and they supported dad and his final final couple races and year and uh, you know it's been a good relationship with them and I just got a deal done with LS Tractors last year and, and that's grown for this year and then also ALSCO uh, they've came in and, and been a great partner too so and I've got some other great partners that we're working with um, and, and growing as well so things things have been tough but it's taken me a while to get to this point but now we're in a rebuilding stage and um, you know we're at a great race team at Junior Motorsports and, and we're there to go win races and kind of get my career back on track. As a driver, do you feel like you have a voice when it comes to, you know, NASCAR management, changing things, improving things? Um, you know, if, if I see something that I thought that needs to be changed, yes, I could bring that up. But, you know, I, I haven't really uh, – 
you know, with the safety side or anything else, I, I haven't been, really been racing full-time, so I haven't really been in that circle, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you did have concerns, do you feel like they would be, you know, they would Trust. be attentive to him? Yeah, and, and, and you could trust them? I think so. If I saw something that was a safety issue or something like that, yes, for sure. I've got relationships with everybody at NASCAR, and, and they definitely would would listen and explain things why we do this and why we, we don't do that, for sure. And, and, you know, the one thing, Ellen, I will mention about the sponsorship side of the house, mm-hmm. um, Jeb does work hard at it. Mm-hmm. And he, he's a great sale man, too. I mean, if he's got somebody who's helping him out, he knows how to lay the lines down, do the PR stick. He is great at that stuff and he will pop his sponsors and I mean just he, he's fantastic at it as a matter of fact in Daytona I felt bad because I, I think I made you late for a sponsor event didn't I was that with LS no, I, I made it right on time I was all good yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chris does make everybody late for everything <laughs> I, I think it's really cool, too, that, um, you know, even though you don't race full time, you still kind of know what's going on, you know, in the whole entire or in the sport as a whole. And you grew up, you know, when NASCAR was in its what I call its heyday. Um, and, you know, I still I do see some improvements going on this year, but I do still feel like there's a lot of work to be done, you know, because I still don't see to me. I don't see the competition I used to see back in the you know 90s and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. What are some of your thoughts on how that can change, how things can come back to the way they were? Not not exactly to the way they were, but not watching everybody just go around 300 miles with a leader leading the first two stages and then the yeah, racing then, really not coming in until the last 20 laps. Yeah, and trying to break the snake within the last yeah, 30 Yeah, because, so. I mean, to me, that's when I start watching. I don't start yeah. watching before then. Yeah, so, I mean, I think with this rules package uh, they have now in the Cup Series, I mean, I've never I've never seen restarts and stuff like that in my life at a mile and a half. I mean, they're so bunched up. I mean, mm-hmm. they're four wide for three laps. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's insane now. So, if they keep doing what they're doing, I think the racing – is uh i think the racing's getting to where it's really good really good now and probably the best i've i've ever seen now for the the cup series so i think they're going doing a good job on that you know what we talked a little bit earlier about safety and i wanted to ask you this but we kind of got off on we got off on a different track which is what i'm famous for yeah um did you see ryan's wreck uh at at the 500 Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I wasn't there in person for it, but but I saw, I saw and I knew I knew right then. Um, I thought he was in serious trouble when I wasn't worried about the first impact wasn't good. Uh, I knew that hurt, but the second impact, I I looked at right where you know the other car hit him, and I I didn't think he was going to be able to make it. To be honest, I mean I. I was praying for him, but I just, it did not look good uh, to me. Um, and me and Ryan are friends, and yeah. um, it uh, definitely wasn't pretty. So I'm, I'm really, really thankful that uh, 
that uh, the good Lord was looking after him. Was that the first thing that went through your mind as a driver? Was you know, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's gonna make it. Because as a, as a viewer, as a fan, I see something like that. I've never been in anything like that. Um, uh, t- to me, it was like, oh dear Lord. Uh, but is there a different level that you have seeing something like that since you've been in situations like that? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people see it, and they're like, man, that, that's crazy. But the way I see it is I'm thinking about looking through Ryan's eyes, yeah. what he's seeing out the windshield. Mm-hmm. And I know what those impacts feel like, and they're not they're – not, I hit very similar uh, to Ryan, his first impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew what that felt like, and I was just praying that I didn't get hit again. Um, and I didn't, luckily. But uh, – but, you know, that second impact, first, when it flipped him like that, I mean, those Gs to do that were, you know, it was a pretty big impact. And then the window net side sliding and then a car come in wide open and hit you um, in that spot. That's the most vulnerable spot. Um, if it would have been on the other side, it wouldn't have been good, but I'd have liked it a lot more um, for him. You know, I just didn't like that. The other car hit right into the window net mm-hmm. with the thing flipped over. So, you know, I thought the car came in there, came in there with him. Um, that's what kind of went through my head. And I was praying that it didn't, but it just didn't look good. Lord. And something that I'm kind of curious about is there was, and I don't, I've watched the YouTube video so many times, it's ridiculous. Um, something I noticed right before his crash was Chase Elliott was spun out and they didn't throw the, right, right before it, and they didn't throw the caution flag. Do you feel that when that kind of thing happens, even if it's on the last lap, they should throw the caution flag? Because, you know, obviously they didn't because it was the last lap. Yeah, they don't they want to end under caution. They had to restart. Yeah. Yeah. So is, is that something? that should change or should they have left it the way it was where did chase spin at i don't remember it was um, on the coming to the start finish mm-hmm. right before uh ryan was going to cross the start finish and he got spun he got hit uh chase got spun behind him okay so at that point so this is the way they do that rule um like this past week mm-hmm. this past weekend they were spinning at the finish line coming to the white flag mm-hmm and those cars were spun out on the front straightaway. So if they didn't throw the caution and they were still sitting there, well, the cars would come back around and then they'd be sitting there and then that'd be very dangerous. Yeah. But in this case, Chase and them were spun out mm-hmm. back there and they could see obviously it wasn't a serious issue and the cars wasn't going to come back around to that spot mm-hmm. to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And Chase was still probably moving, mm-hmm. so they just let him race back. So that's the way they kind of they dictate um, they dictate that stuff. Yeah, so probably because it was a final lap, yeah, like it you was, said, yeah, yeah and it was the final straightaway. Now, after that and after seeing that, going through that, you know, and then, uh, you know, we hear no information, which I totally understand. Media was removed from the pits, uh, you know, after the race uh, or after the wreck. And uh, but finding out a couple of days later that he walks out of the hospital with his kids. What was the first thing that ran through your head? Uh, I was just really happy. Um that was the main thing, you know, for, for me. I, I just 
I thought he was going to be in serious trouble, and I was just so glad to see that 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 he was going to be okay. And then, because I know it is such a close-knit family between the drivers and such a good family atmosphere, but you're also all still professionals. Did you instantly think, okay, maybe we should take a look uh, just once over everything as far as our vehicles go to make sure we could walk away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for... For for me, I, I just uh, you know every time before I race, I like to make sure my belts and and all that stuff are are like they need to be and headrest and stuff like that. And um, I think NASCAR is working really hard to add bars and maybe some more things like that. So um, to make make the roll cage stronger and uh, you know at the end of the day, it did its job. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it but. Um, you know, it it uh, it's it's a crazy impact, man. So it uh, um, just hopefully, hopefully we don't have any more like that. Yeah, amen to that one. Well, I know after Saturday you got a chance to roll back up to South Boston. Um, I'm I'm still banned from from going home. You know, I I still got that uh, problem with that missing El Camino from '92 at the at the high school. So I'm hoping one day to get back up there. Was Jeff even alive when that happened? <laughs> Probably not. Um, but. Did Since, Ford have to bail you out? <laughs> no, but I, but actually, you know who did? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to tell that story did about Jeff, Jeff showing up with the hat. Yeah, no. It, <laughs> yeah, he actually laid the concrete on my driveway, which is pretty funny. Um, so I know that when you do go back home, you're not just sitting down. You're not just focused on everything racing. you got a lot of outdoor stuff going on, too, right? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, crossroads with the burden, um, you know, we got, uh, that going on on social media and then also on the sportsman channel that comes on quarter three and quarter four, um, of this year on the sportsman channel. And then we're doing the social stuff every day. And then also we just kicked off, um, a new, uh, YouTube series, um, with crossroads with the burden. So he can subscribe to that. And, um, you know, we doing Christian videos. I love it. I know. I love it. Yeah. So, so, so for so for the listeners at uh, you know behind the wheel on racing junk that you know that don't know, tell us a little bit about what Crossroads with the Burtons is and how you got into it. So I've always been in outdoors uh, with with my dad, and he kind of introduced me to that. And and it's just uh, we got uh, hunting, we got behind the scenes with at the racetrack, we've got cooking videos, we've got um, conservation stuff, we got things on what's going on with Dad's foundation. I mean, there's a total uh 360 lifestyle thing going on uh with crossroads with the burden so um it's uh it's been fun and uh, it's growing and we got some great partners that are supporting it yeah i can't wait to see it come on the sportsman channel i mean that's going to be fantastic and i saw on social media what was it uh monday or tuesday you were out hunting something what were you hunting uh, I wasn't. I wasn't hunting this week. Um, I wasn't hunting this week. It might have been a. Uh, might have been an old. Uh, old post that. Uh, that. Uh, that you saw. But I. Oh, okay. I, yeah, been I saw doing y'all that. camoed up with some type of call. I was like, I, it just passed through so fast. I was like, what the hell did you up doing out there? Oh uh, yeah. So that was. Uh, that was. Uh, that was from duck season. Yeah, that was from duck season. Yep. So you're running an Xfinity Series. You're with Junior Motorsports. Uh, obviously not full time, but 
What are your hopes and you know, dreams for your future in racing? And do you see yourself trying to get up to the Cup Series? And once you're there, do you think you want to race full time, or is this something where you just want to race part time and you know focus on other things as well? well I definitely want to be full time. Um, the only reason I'm not right now is just because of funding. Um, that's what it all down to. It's more sponsored. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely want to be full-time, but uh, we're working hard on it. And, you know, my plans this year is to, to keep growing my partners and uh, to win some races at Junior Motorsports. I've only ran eight races for JRM so far last year and the one year. So um, we've been close to winning in those eight. We got ten more shots. Uh, I think we'll win a couple races before it's over with. Oh, I think so. Yeah, and where so is your sure. next race? Uh, my next race uh, with Junior Motorsports is at Texas. Okay. Oh, we'll be awesome. down there for that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. You'll, you'll be down there. I won't be there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I'll be down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just well, puts Jeb, me as a we. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I would just think whenever I turn around, Ellen's going to be there. Um, well, Jeb, dude, we, we are so proud of you. Uh, yes. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how, how proud we are. I know the family's proud of you. Uh, I'm excited about Crossroads with the Burton session uh, and the shows that you guys have coming up. And you say that's going to be on the Sportsman's Channel, uh, Q3, Q4. Where can we find more information about that uh just keeping up with our um keeping up with our social uh feed on instagram twitter and and facebook with crossroads and uh, we'll be keeping everybody in the loop on the tv stuff and then like i said we just launched the uh the youtube series crossroads with the burdens and we just posted a a really really good recipe uh last night is peanut butter pie and it'll take you 10 minutes to make it very simple so uh, i think everybody will enjoy that now would you say this is peanut butter i want it i mean but when he says we I'm going to eat it. No, 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 no. As far as, as we post it, you, you know who came up with that recipe. Probably Ward. <laughs> no, it was or probably, his wife. It was his wife. <laughs> I was going to say a woman because we all love peanut butter. Was that, was that her recipe? Oh, it is. And, and if you watch it, it only takes five minutes to make. I mean, oh. Uh, um, a toddler can can make this recipe and it's really good. So oh, I think uh, I, I think you because I want one. <laughs> I want one. Really easy. <laughs> all right. So what's so 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 give me all the social media handles because I I love your Twitter. I love your Instagram. Give me all of them. How how can we get a hold of you? And more importantly, if we got people who'd like to contact you about sponsorships, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, I would say you know. Um, my my website uh there there there's some information on how to kind of get a hold of us on there and then if not you know my racing platforms are twitter um instagram and and facebook is just jeb burden racing uh for all of those and then uh crossroads is just crossroads with the burdens on instagram twitter and facebook and youtube so those um those are all our platforms and uh, if you want to get a hold of me those those uh those are some ways that you can and and keeping up with everything we're doing at the same time yep and of course be sure to check out jebburton.com so jeb brother i tell you man we can't thank you enough for joining us um what's so i know you got all that stuff going on uh what's next well, we're just uh, I'm working uh, working hard to to get more partnerships for for Crossroads and um, the racing side of things for 2021. I'm working on 2021 now, and uh, we're we're working hard so we can uh, be on the racetrack more and um, 
just uh, it's an everyday thing, and, and we're working on it. Yeah, he is working hard, that's for sure. I mean, you should have seen him down there telling him he was running. He t- texted me a picture of his calendar. Uh-huh. I was like, I'd have to choke somebody if I had that. Right? <laughs> Exhaustion. Well, Jeb, we're proud of you. Tell Ward we are sorry that uh, we missed him. Um, but, brother, we can't wait to see what's going to happen for you next. We're proud of you. I know you got great things coming, and it's going to be an exciting time for you. And uh, we appreciate you joining us here on um, Behind the Wheel. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and any time. Cool, buddy. All right, so that'll we'll, we'll cap that uh, right there, brother. And thank you once again for, for doing that and joining us. Yes, we um, appreciate it. And uh, I talked to Gracie uh, last night. Uh, she she wanted your cell phone number. I know she's in meetings. Uh, Gracie's our social media. I was like, are you yeah, just sorry. giving random girls his phone number? <laughs> I am. Well, actually, I, I wrote it. I, I wrote it on the bathroom wall, and uh, I was like, hey, for a good time, call and then hang up. Uh, there you go. I don't think his wife's gonna like that. <laughs> uh, but no, she wanted your uh, cell phone number, so I passed it off to her. And I know she's in meetings uh, all day today, but she had mentioned she was going to try to reach out to you either Friday or Monday. So if you get a call from an Illinois number, that'll probably be her. Okay. Sounds good, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, connecting us, and I'll let you know what happens. Well, yeah, I mean, she, she's interested to talk to you uh, and try to get something set up before uh, Q3, Q4 kicks in. So, uh, I mean, we, we do move kind of slow. But uh, the fact that, you know, she's at least trying to reach out, that'll be, you know, that'll at least get the ball rolling. And I'll be excited to see what happens, man. Okay. Well, perfect, man. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. And uh, I might be running a truck race in Atlanta. So are you going to be there? Actually, yeah. That's the, yeah, that's in the week of the March 14th. Yep. So I'll probably see you there. Okay. Yeah, shoot. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. I'll be there with the gander truck. So, uh, yeah, I'll grab you, and we'll get some photos done, man. All right, buddy. Sounds good. All right, brother. Be safe. Tell everybody I say hey. Thanks, Jeb. All right. See you. I'll see you. Bye-bye. I am so proud of that guy right there. Sorry. I can't help but laugh when I see you grab that microphone, Ella. I am glad this is not a. I was trying to say something. (laughs) You can't. You just can't. And no, I did not do that on purpose. I I did not do that on purpose. Jeb was a great interview, and I'm so grateful that he was willing to talk about some of the safety issues and how they have improved with NASCAR over the last few years, because that's what everybody's talking about right now. And it's so amazing to know that he's running with Junior Motorsports right now, because, you know. Junior is the name that everybody tossed around after the Daytona 500. Oh, yeah. So it's great to talk to a junior motorsports driver about that. And it's great to see what he's doing because I've always been a fan of the Burton brothers. So mm-hmm. I love to see that their kids are coming up and doing similar things that they did. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. I, I didn't even mention it to him, but I saw Harrison in Daytona as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it was good seeing him. But um, to see what he's done, what they've been able to accomplish, uh, I'm really proud of my family right there. So, Do you normally call them your family when you're not proud of them? <laughs> I mean, well, you Or do know. you just need something to make yourself look good? <laughs> yeah. I just say yeah to both. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And they're going to listen to that and go, well, damn. But, but no, in, <laughs> in, 
in, in all honesty, he is he is doing the right thing. He's mm-hmm. saying the right things, and he's working hard. I mean, mo- most yes. people his age aren't doing that type of, of hard work, and mm. I'm, I'm just really proud of everything that they're doing. He's got a great show coming up, too, with uh, Crossroads, with the Burtons, uh, and the outdoor stuff. I'm glad he's tying that in because he does. He harvests his own uh, when he hunts, and it's not about you know just going out and killing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's about conservation. It's about the animals. It's about the respect, and more, more importantly, it's about the actual game of the hunt. Right. And when you got somebody who's competitive as he is, competitive as his family is, mm-hmm. that's a fantastic aspect that I can't wait to see when they get that stuff out there. Just I was like, gonna say, considering that their family's already competitive on the track. Yeah. How competitive are they out there in the woods? Oh, it's crazy. And do they like literally chase each other? It's your probably. <laughs> I mean, I've only been on the farm in some of their land a, a few times because you know we all have different spots where we would go, and it's funny. One of my friends, Jamie Connor, and I. That's who I used to go hunting with back when I was a kid. And then Jamie Waite. Um, we would always just go out in the woods behind my house, or we'd go over to to, to Jamie's grandfather's place. Um, but you know, you, everybody's got land out there. Everybody's got a plot. Everybody's got you know stands. Everybody's got you know the whole nine. Uh, and it's I can't wait to see it because I lived it and I want to see it from their side. Um, so Jeb, thank you so much for joining us, buddy. I hope you guys uh, had had fun talking to us. Uh, good luck. I look forward to seeing him down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a couple of weeks when we go down there for the truck race and for the uh, Xfinity race. So that'll be fun. Um, but it it was just good to hear the NASCAR side. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a good job with the PR, too. They glossed him up a little bit. They did, but he's not over-glossed like I'm seeing a lot of these NASCAR drivers. No offense. I still get the real from Jeb. Yeah, at yeah. least you still... I, he sounds legitimate and real where some of these guys don't. <laughs> Sorry, oh, well, yeah. just not and, anymore. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know if he was a spokesperson for your product, he'd be fantastic. Yeah. He's, he, he's, yes. he's got it. He's got the polish right there. He does. Um, but yeah, some of the guys I talked to down in Daytona, I was like, get your smoke away from me. <laughs> what you but Don't throw smoke up my Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I did not get that from the truck drivers, which was nice. Yeah. They were real. Um, speaking of them, I, you know what? We might have some of them on. Yeah. Coming up future episodes, uh, which leads me to my next point. Who would you like for us to have yes. on Behind we the We want your suggestions. I mean, me and Chris have been kind of winging this as we go, and we mm-hmm. really want some of our fans' suggestions. So be sure to you know list on the comments below somebody you'd like to see on the show. We don't have to necessarily know who they are. Yeah. We could definitely find out how to get in touch with them. If it's not a driver, somebody's involved in the sport, mm-hmm. somebody who's involved in the automotive realm, somebody you just think is fantastic and you want to hear their story, please let us know. Yeah, or if you work in a shop. And yeah. you're like, man, let me tell you how they do some of this stuff. Yeah. We want to hear it because that all happens behind the, the wheel. wheel. Exactly. And that's what we want. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be just NASCAR. Off-road, dirt, drag, whatever. We love hearing about it. So please, like and subscribe. Share the link in the podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear your comments. Leave some down below and let us know uh, who you want us to have on. Yes. Or you can email Ellen directly or call her. Her phone number is uh, on most public. <laughs> bathroom walls. So, Chris, you're going to hand out my phone number the world. Thanks. Nope. Not going to happen. Mine, <laughs> I don't answer calls. I don't know the number. <laughs> that's me. I don't answer anything. No. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us this week on Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. We can't wait to see you for the next show. Uh, so please like, subscribe, give us a comment, and we will see you next time right here on Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com.